Welcome to the clan. This is the show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. What is leverage? It's the strategic advantage that you're going to need. It's the power to act effectively because they need you just as much, if not more, than you need them. And that's what you're going to need to get what you want in today's music industry. They're not going to sign you because you got a lot of talent. You're going to have to have some some uh, some rearview mirror happening. You're going to have to have some results. You're going to have to have a reputation, a cash flow. You have to prove that you have an audience. This is what they want you to have. They can't afford, labels can't afford to develop artists anymore the way they used to. And that's why we called it the climb, creating leverage in the music business, C-L-I-M-B. That's genius, you see. Hmm. And the wordsmith who came up with that is my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent is an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And Brent helps songwriters like you Turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro, and once you got those two things down, when you're ready, he can connect you with the pros and give you some shots at creating some relationships. Uh, you can find Brent very easy at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. John, Johnny owns Daredevil Production. Daredevil has created over 25 national TV opportunities for their indie artists by making them discoverable. They've also created multiple tour opportunities and through the power of digital marketing data, they've attracted a number of investors for their artists. How they've done this? Because investors know that numbers don't lie because numbers can't talk. That's right. So you can find Johnny at daredevilproduction.com. That is production singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. What's up, brother? How you doing? Oh, you know, caffeinating. What are we going to get into today? Well, we're going to learn. As I take a drink of hydro. Um, well, we're just going to take a, we're just having this conversation. Uh, we just recorded a song title challenge that you heard last Friday. And uh, Johnny was lamenting some of the song titles that came in that didn't really seem appropriate for this. And we're having a conversation about titles. I thought, dang it, we should just hit record. While we're talking about this and it's top of mind, let's talk about song titles and let's hit record. And that's what this episode is going to be. So a little fly by the seat of our pants or fly by the seat of our rants, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I like that. Uh, you know, um, caffeine's kicking in. So that's what we're talking about today. Song titles. Song title 101. Well, before we get down that road, let's take care of a little business here. The Climb Podcast is proud to partner with disc makers who've been supporting indie musicians like you before indie music was even a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, when you're ready to make some CDs, by the way, people still make a lot of money on CDs. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not out yet, especially in country. Uh, if, if DVDs, vinyl, people make money on vinyl too. Mm -hmm. And uh, what we're starting to get into here is, is uh, the customized USBs and putting content on that. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, you can find all that at discmakers.com, D-I-S-C, makers.com. It's the only place that you need to go. That's right. And when you're ready to, uh, when you're there, click the guides and resources tab and download some of their excellent free guides. They revised and expanded their home studio handbook, which has a ton of great advice and information for newbies and studio <laughs> vets. You can find them online at, again, www.discmakers.com or give them a call at 800 Four six eight nine three five three. That is eight hundred four six eight nine three five three. Awesome! Right. And join the clown community if you haven't done so already. Go to Facebook for, for the clown community. In Facebook. At, in Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, have your picture in a freaking uh, profile thing, please. Otherwise, you just look like a spam bot. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we let everybody in. And there's, man, lots of people helping other people. Lots of questions, good information, going back and forth, support. I think, you know, somebody gets a little vulnerable, like, uh, feel a little overwhelmed. And, mm-hmm. and uh, the community comes to, to, to bolster them up, which is great. Um, subscribe to the podcast. It On whatever platform you're using just make sure that every you don't have to wait for the advertising every single mm-hmm. episode comes right into your player and puts them in order and then you can consume them as you wish mm-hmm. take 30 seconds leave a five-star rating and review that if you makes don't us look legit to other people let them know we're legit that's right and then finally <laughs> share it if you know put it on your social media tell friends about it if there's an episode that you really like and that's got good information that you think people can benefit from uh this business, as we've talked about before, is a recommendation business, and that is a recommendation. Just Amen, brother. Listen to the Con Podcast. So, all right, um, let's get into it. Let's talk about song titles here. And yes. Rant, rant and roll. Yeah, so, okay, this, this came out of the, the song title challenge. So, if you're, hopefully you're familiar with that, but if not, uh, what you can do is you can send a song title to Johnny at what, info at daredevilproduction dot com correct and what we do about every other week is johnny will go through there he'll pick one of those titles he thinks just catches his eye that he thinks is interesting for whatever you know strikes his fancy and he'll spring it on me we record it live and then we i try to develop and together we bounce off song ideas based on that title try to figure out how to kind of make it a hit give it some commercial legs now there are a lot of titles that you don't like that you you we haven't attacked (laughs) yeah that's right and that you're like, that's not a title. Um, but we we're talking about like, well, yeah, it is a title. There's some, you know, I think we just, let's just kind of dive into that. And some of our thinking on the different types of titles and the, the different purposes they serve and that kind of stuff. And Yeah. And, and so I got to be transparent and say that, okay, so initially when we started doing this, maybe like the first mm-hmm. 10 song title challenge episodes, mm-hmm. I was like, <sighs> no, no, that's not a song title. No, no, no. And I was kind of like, it just wasn't jumping out at me. Yeah. And so we kind of went through like this massive amount of songs and got like the coolest sort of song titles that were the really the most interesting, right? Mm-hmm. To me. And then uh, out of necessity, uh, we're going through like the second round and sort of picking from, you know, it's not the low hanging fruit now, right? It's like what I've considered to be sort of not so clever, but I mean, to be clear and to be honest, some of those like turned into great ideas for song titles because the way we spun them, right? right. Yeah. So, so I think like for what we're about to go into, because you want to try to make sure, I, I think the purpose of this episode is to number one, try to clue you in on some ways that you can, you know, craft some better song titles so that you're mm-hmm. spinning before, or winning before you're spinning. Right. Uh, but also recognize the difference between uh, the kind of song title that's going to rely more on melody and groove mm-hmm. versus one that you're going to slay people with just with the lyrics. Yeah, um, the concept. And because it could right. go either. I mean, there's, you know, huge hit song and pop, Susu Studio from, from Phil Collins. Like, it, yeah. it's not even a word. And <laughs> like, on paper, nobody, it's not going to change the world. You know, it's not going to no. stop a war. He's going to be like, okay, uh, he wrote that himself. But yeah. if he were in he's like, guys. <laughs> I, got this, I got this title. All right. Now you got to promise you got to sign, sign this NDA. All right. I, I've been sitting on this. <laughs> right. Sister studio. 
How do you I'm spell that? that there? <laughs> a little bit of coffee, empty the bladder. You, you're welcome. Let that simmer. <laughs> you're welcome. I'll have when I get back. Exactly. <laughs> but I that think, like, you know, knowing the difference. title driven or concept driven song. Yeah, that's a pop, rolls off the tongue, groove thing. And it's great. Yep. It's exactly. great. Love it. All right. But understand the difference, right? Understand, understand the difference. You, yeah. can't, you can't take a, a 90 degree corner at 90 miles an hour with a minivan. But you <laughs> right. can, you know, if you know what you're doing in a Ferrari, but you mm. can't put two kids and all the soccer stuff in a Ferrari but you can right. in a minivan, right? Like it's mm-hmm. all, you got to know what you're dealing with. You know, you got to yeah, know I, what you're on before you start driving crazy. <clears throat> yeah. And you know, so, like, so, so studio or so studio, whatever the actual title is. And um, that was a title. The song led them to that title, led Phil Collins to that title. Right. right. Cause that's mm-hmm. what sang really well, which meant there was already melody groove, the song led to that title. What we do on the song title challenge and what I do as a lyricist usually is the title leads to the song. Right. Different ways. And both are successful. Mm-hmm. Right. There are a lot of hits on the radio where it's like, I got this title, I got this hook and boom, we slayed it. And now it's on the radio. And there are examples of a bunch of other stuff that goes the other way where the, it's like, really that idea, that hook. okay well that probably came the other way around that probably somebody had a track had a groove singing it feels really good and that's the title that they the song led them to like like for instance a number one uh from tim mcgraw truck yeah yeah probably so i mean that was probably a title first thing right i I think probably so no i don't know i wasn't in the room with uh what was that chris jansen uh danny myrick i think and maybe somebody else yeah pros Really good mm-hmm. writers, legit. Uh, I'll, you know, I don't know. That probably just came out of conversation. Somebody laughed. I, I don't know. But, and that's kind of like a middle ground, right, of probably title first, but knowing, okay, we got to drive this home with Swagger and Sonics because that's not going to be like, a concept like a big like a house that built me like right like, oh that's live like you were dying it's not gonna live be like, like you, oh man the words aren't life. gonna give you goosebumps it's gonna yes. be a just get up and move kind of like get up and move and, groove, and this gives you something to yell yeah and yeah. it's <clears throat> and it's compelling right truck yeah. yeah okay you may hate it you may love it but you know you heard it and it's something funny to yell if you're at tootsies on saturday night right <laughs> truck yeah. yeah exactly it's a chant it's a cheer it's i like it i love it i want some more of it right so yeah it's that's one of those things where so i guess that's kind of a third thing you have the the song leads you to and this is what feels good here as a title that's what we're calling it and you have the titles that go oh my gosh let's lead into this song and i mean the whole concept based on these words in the title and then it's okay here's a title it's going to look good on a koozie. It's going to look good on a bumper sticker. It'd be fun to chant. And, but we got to, I mean, all songs, you need to kill it sonically. Let's be honest about that. It's, it's a very competitive market. So even the ones that are concept driven have to really sound good, right? Cause they're mm-hmm. going to beat out by a song that has both if you don't, but others are more like, yeah, this is live. This is a chant song. It's not, we're not trying to cure cancer here. We're just trying to have a good time. And so it's not so much about the concept as just slaying it. Right. So, so here's the first, can I read off these lyrics like in in truck? Yeah. And we just kind of talk about like, so it says got Lil Wayne pumping on my iPod, 
pumping on the subs in the back of my crew cab, redneck rocking like a rock star, sling a little mud off the back. We can do that. Friday night football, Saturday night, Saturday, last call, Sunday, hallelujah. If you like it up loud and you're hillbilly proud, then you know what I'm talking about. Let me hear you say truck. Yeah. I want to get it jacked up. Yeah. yeah. Let's crank it on up. Yeah. yeah. With a little bit of luck, I can find me a girl with a truck. Yeah. yeah. We can love it on up. Yeah. yeah. The sun comes up. Yeah. yeah. And if you think this, if you think this life I love is a little too country truck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Not going to change the world. Not going to change the world. Change their pocketbooks. <laughs> change, 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 their world. change their pocketbooks, yeah. Yeah, it might change mine, yeah. <laughs> um, it may change your mood on a Friday night, you know. Yep. And song, different songs have different purposes, and that's cool. You know, there's, there's room for all that. We don't need, as much as I love, I drive your truck or the house that built me. The world is bigger than just that and needs more than just that. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, sometimes, man. I want a world with those songs in it. But I don't really want a world with only those songs in it. Yeah, I mean, let's 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 go down that road for a second. Like, think about um, your moods, right? Like, there there are days when um, uh, I'm really deep. I'm I'm moved by stuff. Maybe it's something political. Maybe it's a heart thing. Maybe um, I'm just feeling details that day, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm yeah, into yeah. details. Y'all and then, details. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all, yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm, and I'm, and I'm enjoying it. Like I'm in that space and mm-hmm. that's what I want to be. It's where I want to be, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then there's some days when uh, I come home from work, it could be a great day at work. It could be a crappy day at work, either one, but I'm just so fried. Like we would talk like that. We, you and I were talking off the air before this about that first day I was in the studio the second go around here with the Lonely Highway Boys. Mm-hmm. And we did some heavy lifting on mm-hmm. arrangements and stuff, you know. And, I mean, we were we worked that for hours. Like, mm-hmm. just figuring out which way the, the, the drum arrangement, the bass arrangement, the guitar arrangement, then the structure of the song. And then, and you know what? Like, at the end of the day, I was fried. Mm-hmm. I, I was fr- and those boys like they played the night before till four o'clock and you know yeah, they were playing that night, I showed yeah. up at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. like yeah I mean they they so they were even more fried but mm-hmm. I came home I didn't want to think <laughs> yeah I didn't want to think I didn't want to be deep mm-hmm. I just need to something you know I put on something light on tv and sort of chilled out and watched it mm-hmm. I wasn't going down the rabbit hole on on this thing or that thing or marketing yeah, I wasn't yeah I wasn't pulling up the net of some documentary on Auschwitz yeah, I want to watch somebody pop a pimple or, or you know what I mean? Like, I just, it's got to be easy, man. Like, do you do that, by the way? Like, that's fascinating to me. I'm not just, really, no, not lately. I don't. There are so many channels, bro. So many paid, like they, these doctors just put it on TV, like cysts and pimples. And I just, if I start, it's like, it's like heroin. Like, I can't stop. Like, I'll be like, two hours later. I'm like, wow. <laughs> okay. Well, really there you creepy. go. I know. Sorry. This <laughs> random fact on Johnny. Okay. There we go. Pimple popping daddy. All right. Isn't that a that's swing name band? That's the name of one of the channels. Isn't that a swing no, band back in the, the pimple popping daddies? No, no that was popping daddies. Cherry popping daddies. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> but you know, so there's, so like you said, the world needs both, right? You can't, yes. have, you can't, you can't enjoy the sun without the rain and mm-hmm. vice versa. So, uh, you know, but know like how to recognize what that is on the title. Yeah. And this is, uh, this is a little bit of a sidebar, uh, cause we, we don't have notes for this. We're just jamming here. Um, you know, some people 
that hate what's going on in current country music. And there have always been those people or in pop music, or whatever. And they'll pull up the lyric and be like, how dumb is this? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, yeah, but it's not supposed to be read by itself. That's yeah. not its natural habitat. You pull a fish out of the water and you try to get to climb a tree. It looks like mm-hmm. a moron, right? Not a stupid fish though. You know? Exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's not meant to do that. You know, you throw a fish on the ground and go, <laughs> it can't run. <laughs> Look at it. He's just flopping around. He's probably dead in a minute. That's Dumb not <laughs> what song lyrics are really for. Now I love when my song lyrics can be, I, I try to write most, not all the stuff because it's not all for that, but at times where you can pull my lyric out and read it and it's going to be interesting on its own. And there are definitely artists that you could just entertain yourself and be moved just by the, the poetry and the word smithing just in their lyrics, even without the melodies. And mm-hmm. I love that. And that's something I, I want my lyrics to have some of that in there. But that's not their natural habitat. Their natural habitat is in the middle of rhythm and melody. And that's where it's supposed to live. And it, it doesn't make sense if you pull it out of that. And I think it's not giving those lyrics a fair shot. Now, there are some lyrics I just hate and I think aren't good and aren't quality, whatever. We all have our opinions on stuff. Yeah. I have to recognize, like, it's, it's fitting in this rhythm and this melody and meter and the syncopation and all this stuff and sonically. And, it, and that's where it's supposed to live. And if it's being successful doing that, that's serving its purpose. Yeah. And you know what? Like, if we look at this in the context of even a single brand, like, let's take Tim McGraw. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a little rain, a little sunshine in within his brand. Oh, for sure. He's got yeah, "Don't yeah. Take the Girl." He's got "Live Like You Were Dying," and he's mm-hmm. got "Chuck." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I want it. I like it. I love it. I, I want some more of it. it. You know, like it, you know, some stuff that's real fun and real cool, mm-hmm. and some stuff that makes you think. Yeah, and and he's got a good balance going on. Yeah, in he it. has a broad brand as far as that stuff goes. There you yeah. go. I like this. I like this show already because it's like we're kind of. Just putting some perspective on, I think sometimes people tend to get snobby, you yeah. know, with what they think something should be here or there. And it's like, I mean, even, you know, even some of the old school artists had, you know, lighter material, right? Like, you know, I mean, not every Willie Nelson song is going to get a Pulitzer Prize, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, we're talking about the different moods. I mean, there's some days, yeah, I want to dive into something that's good and deep and meaty lyrically that's going to move me. And other days, I remember back when I was day job and I was driving around that truck smelled like grease and hating life. And, you know, it's like, eh, let me find some Guns N' Roses. Yeah. <laughs> let me find some Metallica. Something that can do some of my screaming for me. Yeah. You know, as just yeah. a release. Yeah. You know, to keep me from just jumping out and just kicking the, crap out of the truck, you know, because I, I was just not liking where I was at the time. Yep. Like, I'm just going to find this. I'm going to find some angry music. I'm going to crank it up really loud. And it's more about just the getting that emotion out, not going, this is such an intricate story and this is moving. No, it's not what I was on the market for. Right <laughs> that's that's right. other days. That's fine. Yeah. 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 And, and so and how it's, to, it's all good. How do I think so I, one of the w- things that kind of sparked us wanting to do this episode was we were talking in between episodes that we're recording. And I, I was mentioning that I read that book, um, uh, the art or the craft of lyric writing by Sheila Davis. Mm-hmm. And I remember this is like, you know, long, long time ago. And I remember yeah. 
all of a sudden I was like, oh, I'm a moron. Like I had like all these songs I was stuck on. Mm-hmm. Right. And the reason I was stuck was because um, metaphorically speaking, I was trying to shove square pegs in a round hole. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I was trying to make this, you know, AABA. I was trying to write an AABA song mm-hmm. that was a, a song, but was clearly a triple A song. Right. Mm-hmm. There was, or, or an ABAB song yeah. with a triple A song. Like it was just this lyric with this tagline that just was really cool. And I'm trying to shove this, whatever, this chorus in there or this mm-hmm. bridge in there. And all of a sudden when I understood the structure of it, when I understood the animal I was dealing with and that it was very clear, once mm-hmm. I learned what it was, it was very clear to me. I know what that is. All of a sudden the song got finished. Yeah. Right. There was no resistance. It was like, oh, this just needs to go live over here. Not over here. I'm trying to make it this, but it's really this over here. So I I thought like, because we had some episodes before where we talked about like how to behave in a writing session and stuff Mm -hmm. and don't be the guy that's offering resistance and stuff. Well, I think like part of being a pro is, is understanding like right off the bat with a certain song title. Um, you know what, this is where we go with this. Like, this isn't something you're going to fight for deep lyrics on. Right. This is keep it light and know what animal you're getting into. Kind of like if you're trying to squeeze lyrics out of somebody whose strength is melody, or if Mm -hmm. you're trying to write with Brent Baxter and you're like, Hey, grab that guitar and sing, like come up with a melody. And you're change your mind on that real quick. Yeah. Like what? Like, yeah. It's like, you know, it's that that you can be, you can be pushing against something that doesn't need pressure because it's, you're Mm -hmm. just the wrong way. Right. right. In that respect. And so I think like understanding a song title of, you know, when, again, this was birthed from certain song titles that were sent in that just we couldn't, there, there's somewhere where I thought the song title was maybe boring or whatever, but then it was like brilliant. Like, okay, we could really spin this in. But some of them were just straight up like, this isn't, this is not a song title that would make sense that we're going to sell lyrically first in a show like that yeah it's gotta be it's gotta be it's gotta it's gotta rock yeah this has just gotta have a pulse and some kind of this is a music first thing yeah and so those are you know you if you can kind of discern those as you're throwing those out in a writing session you know somebody says okay here's my title um i'm trying to think of a boring one (laughs) or one that would be if it is like um I don't know. Beer and pizza. Yeah. You're like, okay, here's the cut. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. Okay. No, it's it's probably more like, okay. As the lyricist, I'm going to be like, all right, well, if you really want to write that, your first job is to come up with a killer groove and a way that that hook lands where it sounds great, where it doesn't really matter what I say a whole lot. Okay, go. Yeah, you know, right. I'm gonna bounce it right back to you and go. We're just gonna do some cool rhymes there. And so, sounds like, yeah, okay. And so, I try not to bring those up in, in sessions because I have some titles that I look at, and the way they look at now for me is just like, okay, that just it's a cool title, but it's got to be a total groove thing. And I don't really know if I want to force that. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Yeah, because then you just want in the room to go on. Okay, now go be brilliant. And just come up with this great groove. More like wait for the day where you know there's a great groove in the room and go. Oh, I got title for that. Yeah. Okay. So on that note, this made me think of that. Like we had, we talked about this a little bit before. Again, like how to set up, how to cast mm-hmm. your session or what to bring to the cast mm-hmm. that you have, right? But that kind yeah. of thing. So, so maybe you work with a guy that or a girl, a songwriter that's. Um, that just really always is coming up with the cool groove, right? And so mm-hmm. save that, like to your point, save that title for that. Mm-hmm. Don't bring it into these, this group over here, people where you're going a little deeper on stuff typically. Yeah. Um, and because we talked about the way certain people write, like it, it would be annoying to you if you throw out a lyric and then this other person that you're writing with is just slaving over the lyric and again and again and again, but that's just their process. That's just yeah. the way they work. And if you're taking it personally, then it could cause friction. Same mm-hmm. thing with that song title, right? Like bring the right song title, the right people. And it, I think, was it like just a couple episodes ago, you were talking about joking on a song title. Yeah. That, wasn't the right song title for this group. And they're right. like, Oh yeah, that's great. Let's write it. Like, don't. <laughs> oh, <I> mean, yeah. <laughs> Trying to be funny boy. And yeah, you got exactly. yourself in a bind. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think, so let's talk, talk about song titles. I think there are some different categories and as an unknown climbing writer, right? There's most of y'all are right. You're not, not already pros yet where it's you. What's going to make them want to listen to that song. You know, what's going to put you in a different stack? Because all these A&R people and publishers and people like me even that are just other writers, but people maybe you want to connect with as a, as a co-writer. Like, hey, listen to my song. I get lots of comments. Listen to my song. Can you check out my song? I'm like, no, I don't really have time, you know. But how do you get those people to want to listen to your stuff versus everybody else's? Someone's got to get their attention. It may be the name, mm-hmm. not the name of the song, but the name of the writer. So mm-hmm. maybe there's a, a hit writer on there or that you built enough personal relationship with them that you, since your name's on it, they're more likely to listen to yours than some strangers Yep. or the title the title of the song. Yeah. And a different, when you're starting out, you can't count on those first two things. So you, what's going to do the heavy lifting is the title of your song. Yeah. And you know, winning before you're spinning. Right. And I think with some of the attributes of a good title are it, it's fresh, meaning it's not overdone. It's not, mm-hmm. I love you. If I get a, hey, man, check out my song. I'm some guy you've never heard of. And it's called, I love you. That's the last thing I want to listen to. 
Yeah. Because it's probably going to sound like a billion other things and not be that interesting. But if it's Monday morning church or whatever, yeah. or the house mm-hmm. that built me or, you know, some really interesting title, I'm a lot more likely to go, okay, I'm kind of curious about that one. Because it opens that loop, right? It, mm-hmm. it opens a loop that, you know, so a good title doesn't necessarily um, give everything away mm-hmm. or appear to give everything away. Like I already know where that's going. Mm-hmm. Right. I already know where that's going. So I don't really need to listen because <laughs> I just yeah. closed that whole loop in my head. I, <laughs> yeah, in two seconds. Yeah. Question that was so obvious. The answer was blah. I don't really need to hear it now. Okay. The trailer yeah. gave the whole movie away. Right. I don't really need to go see it now. Trailer gave the whole thing away. Gave yeah. away twisted yeah. and everything. Okay. Um, but you may be able to get away with that. If your name is Shane McAnally or Josh Osborne or Ashley see, Gorley or whatever, then you're like, I want to see what they do with this. That's a point I was going to bring up was like a song like Chuck. Yeah. Mm. Probably only going to come to somebody this, the, to a brand the size of Tim McGraw through relationships. Like, like they already, like you're probably not going to bring Chuck. Yeah. To a publisher as an unknown writer and get some love on that. Right. That's, I mean, I mean pro- you know, if it's like unsolicited or whatever, coming through to the A&R people, Missy Gallimore or whatever, and she doesn't know you, it's probably not one that's going to get heard. It seems like that kind of title, there's so many ways to write that really, really poorly. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> you know? and, well, and that's it. And so, so let's let, take this another way. Like we are in the process right now of mentally, like internally sort of politicking uh, on all these songs that we're sort of working up for the Lonely Highway Boys. Like which one should be the single, you know, we're going to go shop these guys. We're going to go shop and try to get a record deal for them. So Mm. which ones do we not want to put out there? So Mm. the record, you know what I mean? Like we're trying to decide which ones are cool to get a little momentum going out in the marketplace right now, but also which ones are we going to hold back and make sure that we got some gems for the record label. Um, Mm. And, and from a record label perspective, what's the best song to come out with first? Right. Mm-hmm. Like what's the artist defining single versus this song's good, but it's not going to do what it's supposed to do. Being the first single, it's going to be better as the second single or mm-hmm. the third single kind of a thing. Right. Yeah. So that kind of, a, um, I mean, that intentionality, is that a word? Like, to, yeah, I think so. Uh, I use it anyway. Okay. But you know, like, so think about that from a songwriter perspective, like, okay, uh, I'm meeting with a publisher that I don't know right now. Mm hmm. So what songs are you going to bring? You know, yeah, or if you drop them off and you're not sitting there where they have to listen. Right. Which ones, which ones are probably going to have a higher percentage, uh, you know, a better chance of getting um, heard if they don't know who you are, just because it opens up that loop versus you could have your truck. Yeah. Over mm-hmm. here. And, and maybe that's a great song, but or you know the, what? I love you. Or why'd you leave me? Yeah. But maybe, <sighs> That's going to have a lot more weight to it when you get them excited about these other ones over here. And then mm-hmm. that's going to bolster or support the, the strength of, of your catalog, let's say, or your mm-hmm. catalog with them. But, oh, yeah. And by the way, I got this thing over here. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's good. You know, but if mm-hmm. that's first, it's a different thing, right? You know, I mean, there's, there's, a, yeah. there's some thought that you have to put in So that. like the house that built me, I immediately wanted to hear that. Yeah. I mean, I like Miranda. Um, but it was the title. Like, I got to see what they do with this. Even before yeah. I knew who the writers were. 
Then yeah. you go, oh, it's Tom Douglas and Alan Chamberlain. Oh, I really got to know what they do. <laughs> yeah, now I'm really. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I want to hear this. It opens a loop. I think that happened with Monday Morning Turk. People are like, hmm? That's, hmm? You know, I haven't heard it before. Never heard mm-hmm. that title before. And uh, what does that what, mean? What's, where's yeah. that going? What's that yeah. mean? It doesn't give it all away, but you're like, oh, that's different. Okay. And you're more likely to listen to it. <clears throat> um, you know, there's so many. Okay. Brad Paisley, I've told the story before probably, but you know, his first record, um, really good. Span of it. Uh, good, how I'm trying to think like the, he didn't have to be about the stepdad. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, someday I'm hope I'm just half the dad that he didn't have to be. And so, you know, so he's, he's earning my trust as a, as a fan. Yep. And so the day his second record comes out, I go to Walmart in Little Rock and, and I'm looking at the back of it, you know, as I go to check it out, cause I'm already going to buy it. I already know this, you know, but I'm looking at the titles and I'm pretty disappointed. It's stuff like, I'm going to miss her. All you need is love. You yeah. know, I'm like, like, <laughs> Oh gosh. Okay. Brad, good thing. I already like that first record. <laughs> yeah. And then you go and listen to them and they're, I'm going to miss her is the fishing song. Yeah. So not at all the cliche thing. It's like, Oh my gosh, that's great. Or right. all you need is love where it's this total turning it on its head. First I'm like, isn't that a Beatles song? And then yeah. <laughs> he turns it on his head about just all the stuff you need to, for a wedding. All you need is love and a preacher and a ring. And a, you know, and that's a whole joke. And I'm like, Oh, okay. That's great. You didn't see that coming, but he only earned that because he'd already earned that with this, his other stuff that that I, record wouldn't have worked if it was his first record. Well, at least I wouldn't have, if I didn't know who he was already, if it didn't have that trust, I wouldn't have bought that record. I'm like, that yeah. looks boring. Yeah. Yeah. But then he, has, but he has that. He has some authority to mm. sell it. Right. So like how much leverage, this he, is the climb. His name, not because of the song names. Exactly. Cause, it, cause he had leverage as a brand in mm. your mind, the mind of the consumer and in the mind of a, a fellow songwriter. And yeah. so, you know, judging that, like being intentional about that with your brand, like, okay, if I'm going to a second or third meeting with a publisher that I know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna bring those songs in. Those are good yeah. songs. And that's, that's going to have, they're going to listen to those and they're going to, it's going to be colored differently in their brain than if I led with those. Right. Yeah, Cause they're already expecting to like it if they like my other stuff. Yeah. Cause they call me even back. If, even if it's not the title, it's my name now that's starting to care. And just like to, to your point with the Brad Paisley record, the second one, you were expecting to like it. And then you were exactly. at first disappointed just cause you're looking at the title because the titles weren't blowing your mind like they mm-hmm. were on the first record. But then, it was clever and you were like, yes, okay, you got it. But you gave it a chance because of his you name. Knew who he was. Yeah. And what this is deeper than I thought it was going to go. This is really interesting. Like, <laughs> I, you know, like thinking about it that way, like, okay, am I going to a first meeting or second meeting? Okay, here's my songs for first meeting. Here's my songs for second meeting. Might be. Or yeah. here's my songs for a cold drop off. You know? Exactly. Yeah, that, and that's really where, because if you're sitting with them, okay, if you have great songs, it doesn't really matter what the title is. They're going to listen to it while you're sitting there. But if you're just dropping off, yeah, your title has to do a lot more work to get it heard. Mm-hmm. Your title is the trailer for the movie. Yeah. And does your trailer make people want to watch the movie? Yep. That's kind of what it comes down to. It mm-hmm. could be a, a great movie, but if the trailer sucks, then it's like, I'm not as interested to go see it. 
even though I might be missing something great, but it was a poorly cut trailer or whatever. Which not for nothing, the people who do trailers in Hollywood make a freaking fortune because they're good at trailers. Like we know exactly how to edit this little two minute thing. That's going to make you spend 15 bucks to go see this movie when it comes out. Heck yeah. Like, you know, so you got to be that guy for your song, right? Mm -hmm. Or that girl. It's a skill, man. Yeah, it matters. Uh, so I think, you know, when you're throwing out ideas and the writer titles and stuff. So, yes, yeah, some are the the groove and the song will lead you to the title. And that's cool. Um, but you know, do some thinking before you present it to co-writers. Like, is this one of those or is this one where we can go title first and that's going to lead us to the song? Yeah, you know, I like to go title first, lead it to the song. Why? Because I'm a lyricist. That's what I'm bringing. I'm not bringing groove and melody. Yeah. Yeah. But also have that stacked where if somebody has a killer groove and they're like, oh, this title fits in there. Now we can have a concept that goes with this groove, you know? Yep. Then that yeah. can work a different way too. I mean, that can breathe new life into a, an otherwise maybe stale title. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a, a song that I was, I was in the room with uh, Brent Anderson and Joel Shoemaker. And um, we're trying to find something to write. First time the three of us gotten together and, you know, both of them really good writers. And, um, you know, Joel was kind of fiddling around the same guitar and he, you know, he wasn't even sure if he liked it that much, but Brent Anderson was like, that's cool. Let me, let me play with that. And he was playing with it and, and adding his kind of thing. And it was a cool kind of groove thing and it, it kind of ballady, but, um, and then I was like, Oh wait, let me, and I'm looking through my titles and there's a title on there that felt kind of country one Oh one to me. Mm-hmm. Like it was called tough. And it felt like, you know, it was going to be this vignette thing of, you know, this is, and the basic concept of it was love can be tough. Good thing. Our love is tough enough. Basically okay. Okay. You know, playing off the two kinds of tough. It's uh-huh. tough enough to take it. That's good. Cause love is tough. And I thought it was gonna be like a three act play kind of thing. And I just wasn't, I was reading, I hadn't ever thrown it out in a co-write. I just wasn't sure. It felt kind of old school, but then he started playing this, this group that felt much more like current or progressive kind of, pop kind of about and then i was like oh if you set this diamond in the rough in that setting oh it gave it a completely different vibe we wrote a different way it's one of my favorite songs and lone star cut it um at one point and so ended up being a cool song mm-hmm. yeah and so that was another thing of i wasn't feeling confident enough about that title leading to the song but man the right kind of groove came along and you're like oh, wait a second. That's getting me to think differently about this. We approach it from this angle. See, that totally, to it. that totally brings us full circle here to wrap this up because that would have been a title that would have been like, oh, that's not a song title. You know, like, tough. Yeah. <laughs> tough. Okay. Yeah, next. Yeah. Like, I would have just She's been... Tough. I'm tough. Life's tough. Going through, that would have been a, like a second like tier thing where I would have brought it to you just cause we didn't have anything else. And then, uh, and then you'd have been like, well, and you would have spit out that line, you know, Maybe. and now all of a sudden, okay, now we're going somewhere, but then, yeah. but the groove all of a sudden makes a difference in creating a really killer song that gets a cut, you yeah. know? Cause I wasn't even super excited about that until Anderson started playing that and Joel started playing that. And then we're like, Oh, okay. And this kind of vibe, it, okay. It has a different set of clothes on it. Yeah, yeah. I was sitting now it's a little different, a little different. Yeah, yeah. Now it's got the flat brim hat on instead of the old school cowboy hat. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, you, thought, you know. 
Yeah, the fedora. <laughs> the fedora, yes. Oh, and a, and a whip. Um, <laughs> so the big thing about titles is they do matter, um, especially, you know, if you're unknown, it's great. If you can get that, that title that opens that loop that makes people want to hear it, that makes people go, what's that about? Then you have their attention to stand out from the crowd. Mm-hmm. And so that's really important. You know, if you're group, and I'd say even if you're doing groove first and stuff, I mean, there's just songs out there, you know, that you listen and the title still kind of lands like a dud. And you're like, okay, that wasn't a title of first song, <laughs> you know, but they right. just got there. And we're like, what do we put here? Pork chops and applesauce. (laughs) That's something to close this puppy up. (laughs) Uh, But even then, you want to try and make an interesting title. Yeah, that that fits. And even if all that groove and stuff gets you that title, then you kind of rewrite the verses and stuff to aim at that. That's fine too. Doesn't matter how you get there. All that matters is where you get to. Um, But I just want to challenge y'all to try and write those titles that open a little bit of that loop, ask a question or pose a question in the listener's mind, make them go, where's that going? Mm-hmm. You know, or maybe if it is, you know, obvious, but it's just fresh, like, Oh, that's killer. Yeah. You know, I mean, the house that built me, you know, kind of what it's going to be about the house and the effect, the memories and the stuff in that house have on that person that made them who they are. You kind of, you get that of it, but you just want to see how they do it. Yeah, like yeah, you're, you're just how they put that together. Yeah, yeah. Monday morning church might be more the what? What are they doing? Yeah, you know, house about me is like, how do they do that? Yeah, and then others, you're like, okay, <laughs> or or you want to see how they do it because how they pull that off because that yeah. looks boring, and you don't want to yeah. be in that spot as an unknown writer where you have to kind of overcome your title. Yeah, yeah. And, it's not going to get people's attention as much. You have to overcome that. Whereas the interesting title puts you winning before you're spinning, gives you something to live up to than something you have to overcome. Yeah. Yeah. And so bottom line is send us better titles. On yeah, titles send now. us better titles. Real quick, uh, before we close out. So if you were going to a publisher meeting for the first time, they didn't mm-hmm. know you from a can of paint, you're an unknown writer, so you don't have cuts or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And let's say you had like a really good song, with a really mediocre title mm-hmm. um, and you had a really killer title that was good, a good song, but maybe not as good as the killer song, which would you lead with? Killer song, boring title. If okay. you're in the room and you know, they're going to listen to it. Okay. Killer song, yeah. boring title. Just the best you got. Yeah. The best thing best you, got. you got. Check if it you're out. you off, you just need better songs. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> You know, because that, yeah, that killer song, boring title may not get heard. Yep. But then the downside is, well, my killer title, not that good song, is going to let them down. Yeah. That's not good either. Or, I mean, I mean, it's a good one, but it's not as good as like, you know, maybe yeah. it's an A song, but there's an A plus. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, okay, you, yeah. You start to know like, okay, these are all like solid, but mm-hmm. this one just really awesome like for whatever reason this one stands out this would be a single this would be you know yeah. this would you be might a do, you know if you send two songs put the great title one first and then boring title second or something i hope that first one's good enough to get their attention for the second one i don't know yeah. you know, I, i'm not sure on that I just, but i think why. that's a question that everybody needs to ask right like okay how am i going to put this together like what order am i going to put them in what am, what order am i going to if i'm sitting with them if i'm dropping off if i'm you know like which which like for your for an unknown writer to come into your, um, to your, uh, 
mm-hmm. meet, like play for publisher event, right? Yeah. But man, you're going to want, you're going to want that guy on that. You're going to want you to smile out of 250 yeah. songs. They've got, Oh, I can't wait to hear what this sounds like. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you want to be winning before you're spinning in a situation yes. like that. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, unlike play for publisher, which we have coming up again, um, you know, I listen to everything. So it's, it's not a matter of me getting to skip over any of them. I'm going to listen to every single one of them. Oh, that's true. But some of them make me want to look forward to listening. Others I'm already thinking, oh, this is probably not going to be it. Right. Mathematically, most of them aren't it. Yeah. Um, but then some titles give you hope that, Ooh, that might be it. Right. Others surprise you both ways. Some are like, Oh, that's a cool title. Darn that let me down. Others like, Okay, well, I wasn't expecting that out of that title. That's pretty cool. You know, the other things kind of made up for it almost. That's um, right. And so I'm going to play just the best song because I know the publisher is going to hear it on the play for publisher because I'm sitting right there and I'm playing the song for them. Mm-hmm. And so not all of them are amazing titles, but I'm, I'm not going to play an amazing title with a bad song either. Yeah. You know, so I'm going to find the best, just top 10. And if it comes down to if it's close, the really, really good song with the boring title versus a really, really good song with an interesting title, I'm going with the one with the interesting title. Yeah, that's right. Because that's just, it's better. There's a, just another way. It, it It's a tiebreaker, if nothing else. You know, if they're both yeah. really good. So it's kind of like, a, I guess what we're kind of doing here too is, is talking about know your defense, right? Like, no, mm. you're on the offensive line, you're snapping a play, like you're going to have to call an audible hill. Like, which, you know, what, what's the defense doing? Is this a pass play or a run play? Like, mm-hmm. they're both good. Like, which one are you going to do? Which one's going to make the most impact depending on the situation? Are you dropping off? Are you going to be face-to-face with them? Are you going to be, mm-hmm. you know, how do you want to sort of serve that up in what order, right? Yeah. And ultimately you want to get where you're writing killer songs with interesting titles. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that way you didn't right. matter. That's right. All right. Well, if somebody wants to do this, uh, first of all, um, I mean, if somebody wants to do, like, write a title with you or, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, write a song based on the title and stuff, how do they do that? Yeah, I do one-on-one coaching and consulting. You can find all the details at songwritingpro.com slash coaching. Um, and also, I was going to say, you know, if you if you have a question like, oh, okay, I have really how important are titles? I hear some of the titles that are on radio and it doesn't really appear to matter. Don't just take my opinion for it or Johnny's opinion. Let's ask a publisher, a hit music publisher. Uh, and you have an opportunity to do that because on February 5th, we have a Know the Row event with hit publisher Matt Lindsay. And Ooh, so, cool. um, you know, if you have the, the Garth Brooks anthology volume one, this big old book that came out, I have behind me, he's mentioned on like page one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's, he's, heard legit, he's had, he's had cuts by Garth George Strait, Willie Nelson, Dixie chicks, you know, all he's worked, you know, with several major publishers and, and he's, he's doing, has his own Matt Lindsay music that he's doing right now. And so he's legit. He's got a lot of, a lot of good connections. He's been in the business a while. He knows what he's talking about. So I'm bringing him in and we're going to do a live online event uh, through freddy.com. And so a zoom video conference, so you can get face to face with him. I start off asking some questions then I open it up to the people in attendance where you can ask him your question face to face or over the phone. If you join us by phone and get his opinion on this stuff, it's free for Freddie members. Uh, so if you're a member uh, of subscriber to Freddie, which is only like five bucks a month, you can get that. And if you miss it, you got the video archives of him. We've had other guests on before, like Aaron Goodman, who's a hit, you know, writer artist does really well up in Canada. We've uh, Scott shared. He's a Walker Hayes publisher and former publisher at Major <clears throat> music. We've had, um, you know, hit songwriter, Jimmy Yeary, 
uh, Kenna West, who's had like 31 number ones in the gospel and Christian worlds and stuff. Mm-hmm. All these are archived there. And so Freddie members get access to that for like five bucks a month. So check it out. If you want to get the details on this, and if you're listening in the future, I'm like, well, I missed a live event, but hey, that replay sounds good. Or you do these more often? Yes, I do these more often. Just go to giftfrombrent.com. Download the free ebook called Think Like a Pro Songwriter. It's my gift to you. Just tell me where to send it. I send it to you. It also puts you on the Songwriting Pro Insiders list. So you find out about these special events. And that way I have one coming up. Whenever you're listening to this, I probably have one coming up and you can get the details on that. So you can join and ask a pro your questions face to face. Get a little FaceTime. All right. I love it, man. What the pros. That brings us to the end of another Killer Climb episode. Join the Climb community if you haven't done so. Subscribe to the podcast so that uh, all those episodes and mini-sodes come in in order. And you can, uh, when you have uh, insomnia like me, you can start going Mm. rifling through some of them. And uh, leave a five-star rating and review. That helps us out, makes us look legit to everybody else. And we'll read it on the air uh, when it comes to that. And then last but not least, share it. Put it on your social media. Let other people know. If, if there's content in there that you thought was really cool, let other people know. It'll make you look cool, and it's the best compliment you can give us. This podcast is this because we want you to win. So keep on climbing, and we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.